We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of yo, yo, yo. No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, along as always with my good buddy Dan Kuzer. Yes, Dan, we're back. Another What's episode up, of 2021. The country has not burned to the ground yet. Uh, we're under siege. That's a thing. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't know what week it is. I don't know if we even covered that last week, but holy shit, <laughs> that happened on Wednesday, I think, when the pod oh, released. Okay. And I remember the pod released that morning, and then like all this shit was happening, and I was like, uh, okay. That's a, so, that's a Civil War thing right there. That's pretty uh, horrifying. Yeah. So, pro tip, don't <laughs> start an armed insurrection attacking the United States Capitol. Yeah, but if you want to, you'll get away with it. I mean, They'll kinda. let you in. They'll, they'll open the door, man. <laughs> they're, they're like Motel 6. They'll leave a light on for you. Yeah, there you go. It's the way it seemed like. So, it's, yeah, I mean... We're not going to, at least my plan, who knows what this pod, my plan is not to go and, and talk about that like at depth for a long time, but. Your plan is what I say it is. <laughs> I'll take but, it where it goes. So hopefully this can be a, a little bit of a, a distraction for, for some people. I mean, we devolve into a lot of things, but there's there's some decent sporting KC stuff to talk about this week and some KC Woso news to talk about this week and whatnot, but stay safe y'all, I guess is what we'll, what we'll say. Um there are reports that there are armed protests planned at state capitals in every state. So if you're in Kansas and Topeka, or if you're in Missouri at Jefferson city, just be safe, be smart. And if you're in DC, probably don't go into the city uh, between now and inauguration, I guess. I don't know. So just be that safe. That is uh, highly strange that uh, I, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, we're all supposed to be, you know, staying at home and not mass gathering unless you're, Alabama fans and decided to say, mass gather after a Tuscaloosa. national championship victory. Throw doesn't it all matter. out the window. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Roll tide and all that shit. But uh, yeah, man. I uh, hope everyone stays safe and all that. I, yeah. I miss. I miss everyone. I like. Yeah. I want to hug people. It's just. It's getting to me. Finally. It sucks. It sucks. Did you see? Uh, I was waiting for you to like my tweet, but you didn't. I was like, this is a tweet for an audience of one. My I, there's a. A, a company called razor and they do like gaming like keyboards and stuff but they just launched right. a mask it's like a high-tech mask that you can wear and like do all this stuff and i looked at it and i was like oh this is this is a wwe thing and what? i saw the way the mask looked and it looked like that that retribution group on wwe like the way it was designed <laughs> right. like their promo photos looked like it was like straight from wwe so that have is, you not uh, seen this i have not but i'll have to look you up i I don't spend a whole lot of time on Twitter. I've been streaming the uh, 70s Wonder Woman series on HBO. It's been oh yeah, a laugh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna text this to you because you're the only one. I was like Dan Dan will get this joke. Nobody else will get this joke, but Dan will get it. So I'm I'm, text, it I'm texting it to you right now so we can see if we can. I've built it up too much, but I just like the the promo photos that they had on their <laughs> website. I was like, that's what this is. The lady wearing the hood and everything. So, oh yeah, she's uh she looks like reckoning yeah that's her See, name reckoning there you go. didn't even know that but i had seen a <laughs> yeah, promo for this stupid. group and i was like what is happening and then i saw this photo and i was like oh that's what this is 
So what is that mask for? It looks like a, an oxygen workout mask. It's like an N95 filtered, like HEPA, like their whole thing is like, this is supposed to be like a high tech, super safe mask Oof. that you can breathe and it's clear and you can be more social and all that stuff. And it's, I don't know. It's probably cost so like $400. I know. It's weird. Huh. But I don't okay. know. Okay. There you go. That was my my one wrestling joke for the day. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, you only had one like on that tweet there, yeah, pal. I so know. That's why I, I, I had to get on there and give you two. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, my, I have not curated the audience for that type of comedy. So yeah, you're not. You got to do the right hashtags and stuff like that. You probably lost followers, to be honest. Probably. I got other tweets that are doing well. <laughs> that one's not one of them. Uh, but but I, so Alabama. Well, I'll, I'll just say congratulations. I guess we. Who knows how many people got coronavirus, so we could play an entire season to find out that Alabama is the best football team because we didn't know that ahead of time. Yeah, it's weird, man. <laughs> I, I don't. People are dumb, and I, I pray for the Alabama health systems down there because um, that's just that's just crazy. I saw pictures. I was like, oh boy. Yeah. I don't know why I expected anything less. You know. Well, I mean, look, the people in Los Angeles did it after the Lakers won, they did it. It's not, I mean, it wasn't that jam packed, but I mean, this is not like there are idiots everywhere. And so I'm not going to solely pick on Alabama. Like California is having a hell of a time right now too. And there was a goddamn parade for the Lakers after they won the, the championship. So it's not great, but we will hope that, you know, things can get better and we can get back and see sporting KC on the field and uh, feel like we can do that safely in person. And one of the people that we will see back for Sporting KC is midfielder Roger Espinoza, who sounds yes. like he signed, it sounds like a one-year deal with the club just to kind of come back for another year, see, see what happens. But this is, a, this is a good thing for Sporting KC. Come back for a year, uh, marry his girlfriend, you know, <laughs> congratulations to him and her yeah. getting engaged. Um, you know, Bulldog's back, man. And he owns a Bulldog as well. That's uh, He does. That was a timely, that was a topical tweet. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited, man. I, you know, I got a year left in him. It's, it's not weird that uh, it's not like we're signing some ancient player here, you know? So yeah. I haven't seen anything negative online. Feeling pretty no, good about it. He's 34. So he's, he's getting up there and, and I don't know that he's going to be a day in day out player, but you know, he, he was quoted as saying, I'm very excited uh, for the opportunity to return to sporting and compete for an MLS Cup. Kansas City is a special place where I've spent most of my career and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. I'm proud to continue representing this club and playing for our fans. So it, it would have been weird, man, seeing him in a different uniform. Like, it's just, he's synonymous with yeah. sporting KC. He answered a question. He said that uh, other teams had contacted him. Um, he didn't name names or anything like that, but it got me speculating about it. And, but he always wanted to be here at the end of the day. And I don't know, did you watch the whole press conference between him and Peter at all? Uh, I did not know. Okay. So I, to kind of sum up a little spot for you here, uh, apparently he went to Peter like a month or so before the season was even over, you know, expressing oh, his interest. Like, I read this hey, quote. Yeah. Let's get this done. Okay. And in Peter's interview, he was just like, I, you know, I told him I want him here, but now's not the time to talk about this. We don't like doing that until the end of the season. And I'm like, well, shouldn't yeah. Roger already know that? Like Roger should know how things are done by now. Right. It's, I mean, I, I guess as Roger probably thought, Hey, I'll just start this conversation. We'll talk about it later. And Peter at that point was just like trying to win an MLS cup. So just like any boss, I guess, if you want a promotion, you're going to go and tell your boss you're interested. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to yeah. go anywhere. I want to stay here, you know? Well, and my guess is Peter and the quote that I read, Peter kind of said to like, he wanted to give him and I mean, this is this is good, I think, but I kind of interpreted it as he kind of wanted to give Roger some time to decompress after the season and figure out what he really wanted to do. Because like, it's one thing like key to the moment type thing, whether good or bad, but it's in, like, he, the last thing you want to do is like, sign Roger to another extension. And then he gets after the season things, you know, play out how they will. And then he's like, oh, mm -hmm. shoot, like, maybe I don't want to be here. Because that's not good for anybody. I'm big into power couples, man. And, and for this, for, to have a soccer power couple here in Kansas city with, with Roger and his, uh, his fiance, Loo, is that her name? Lo, I do Lo not Banta? know how to pronounce it. Loo is what I would think. Uh, but I'm, I'm no expert on Seems names like with apostrophes in them, but, uh, <laughs> but I love it. I love it. It's, it's just something wholesome about it. It just feels good. And the fact that they're here together, like if he would have went for another team, 
man, that would have just sucked, you know, see each other every other weekend or so. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and people do it, but it wouldn't be ideal. So yeah. When, when they got engaged and after, you know, she is now going to be on the Kansas city women's soccer team, it, it, it was a, not a for sure guarantee, but a decent indicator that Roger had that much more motivation to stay in Kansas city. Mm-hmm. So that'll be good. I'm excited. Like I said, you know, it'll be interesting with the signing of Remy Walter. We'll see how this sort of plays out. Uh, it, it, we, we don't yet know about Felipe Gutierrez. They're still in the midst of negotiations. It sounds like. Seems so. like they're really worried about his injury. I mean, they're like, we could sign him and it, I mean, he didn't play all season. So it sounds like they might not be interested in that. Yeah, I mean, so there was there were reports out of uh, well, out of Sporting Kansas City. Peter Peter Vermees said, you know, we're in negotiation with uh, with him. We have been since the end of the season and his representatives. It's a little bit of a different one. I won't go too deep into it, but obviously we're dealing with the injury aspect of it. He didn't play a single minute last year, and he had surgery. That frankly, at the end, there is an unknown. So, like you said, there's. I mean, when he was on the field, he was very good. He was the team MVP a couple of years ago, but there is a concern from the club standpoint that will he be able to return to that form? And, right. and that's valid. If he can, I mean, that's basically getting a DP back, but I don't know. Yeah. I it's mean, it, it seems crazy to think that we haven't seen him play in over a year and uh, that can, that can really screw with someone, you know, that can really screw with your opportunities. Yeah, I think his salary was around a, a million and a half. I want to say one point six million there. last reported. That's uh, an expensive uh, player to be injured. Yeah, I mean, so you know, there one point six five million was his last reported salary in twenty nineteen. They didn't report twenty twenty salaries, uh, but supposedly out of a, a radio interview in in Chile where he's from. He said that SKC's offer is far below his previous deal. That's a, a rough translation. And that his uh-huh. intention is to first recover from the injury to play and see if they can make him a better offer in the U.S. Uh, and, and apparently he says he wants to stay with Sporting KC, but he is open to return to his original club in Chile. And if he can't play for them to possibly play for another club in Chile too. So this is far from over and it's no guarantee. Wow. I don't. I don't think we get it done. I mean, if he wants more money, Sporting's not going to give him more money. I mean, absolutely not. They'll, well, yeah, they'll it, take that money and throw it elsewhere. You know what I mean? The one thing they can do, and and um, Chad from the Blue Testament put this in his sort of write up too. It, and and I don't know. I'm sure Sporting's thought of this, and and maybe Felipe doesn't want this because it's not a want this because it's not a guarantee, but there is the idea of sort of like an incentive laden contract where it's like, hey. We'll pay you a base salary of, I don't know, $800,000. And then if you hit this incentive for games played or minutes played or assists or whatever, then like you trigger incentives and bonuses that can maybe then if you have a, a year like 2018, get you back up to something closer to that salary, but it's not a guarantee unless you produce on the field that could be a possibility. And if something gets done, I would imagine it's something along those lines. But if he is thinking that he needs to have DP level money sporting, I don't think is going to give him DP level money. No, no, I don't think so. Um, They got other people to pay people who have been playing uh, people who will be healthy this year, you know? So it's just tough, man. It's tough. You can get injured and lose your spot just like that. And, and that might've been what happened. Yeah. Uh, Another person who we know for sure is not coming back is Gerso. Well, I get, okay. We don't know for sure. He's not coming back. As of now, he's not coming back. And Uh, I don't hear any other rumors about him with other teams either. Well, so SKC owns his rights. So he can't just go sign with another MLS team, but, but what he's not a free agent or anything. No, he doesn't qualify. Yeah. But, But what happened, he was out of contract. And so, uh, what, what Peter said is within the rules of the CBA, we had to provide what is called a bona fide offer, which there's rules about what that actually means, but that's what they did. We did that and it wasn't something he accepted. We wanted to bring Gerso back, but he didn't accept that. So at this point, there is no negotiation because he declined our offer. Uh, so basically a bona fide offer, uh, it, it depends on your age, it depends on years, but it's at least a hundred percent, if not a, a little bit more of the previous year's salary. So it could be that Gerso wanted to raise, but 
he only played 800 minutes and change. Granted, it was a shorter year, but he wasn't a day-in, day-out player. I think that's what it came, came down to. I mean, he wanted a little more money. Yeah. And they're like, why would we do that? Yeah. And, you know, so Peter says, we maintain his rights. So I'm not sure if he's going overseas or what the plan is there. But we, with the bona fide offer, our intention was to re-sign him. Where that goes from there, I can't answer that. As of right now, he has declined our offer. So there are no negotiations at this point. So Peter basically kind of just makes it sound like, I don't know what he's thinking, but he can't do much here. It's either this or go overseas. Yeah. That's tough. So Very tough, dude. I thought... You know, they made Jersel an offer. It's not like we didn't want him. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we'd love to keep you in this team. And he's like, mm, feel like I'm a little too fast for that that, that kind of money. <laughs> well, so that's the thing. He's super fast and, and he can be creative with the ball at his feet. But, you know, he, he's primarily a left winger. And left wing has been a position of need, quote unquote, for basically anybody that's sort of done a retrospective look at what Sporting KC needs to work on from 2020 into 2021. So if you think that left wing is sort of a position of need and you don't think Gerso is the day-in, day-out starter at left wing, you're already at or just above the regular salary charge for an MLS player, which means you're already using a little bit of allocation money for a player who is not a regular starter. So it's tough to give that kind of player a raise, even if he is electric off the bench. Yeah, true, man. But like any any player, you want to know your worth. You want to, you know, put it out there like I'm worth more than that and, and always constantly be striving for more. So, I mean, yeah. you can't fault him for that. Yeah. But uh, you can fault him for maybe not going to be able to play anywhere else in MLS. I mean, unless he can come – I don't know if there are quote-unquote tampering rules in MLS like there are in NFL or NBA or whatnot. I don't know if he can talk to other teams while Sporting KC owns his rights, but – I don't know if he can. You know, I'm sure there are back-channel ways to do it where people are like, hey, you know, hypothetically, if such-and-such such team was interested in you and hypothetically, if they offered you this much, would you be interested if they acquired your rights from Sporting KC? A lot of fake, a lot of fake Twitter accounts when DMs being exchanged right. and Schmershow Schmernandez and <laughs> I mean, hell, a team like Austin FC, yeah. which we'll talk about again here in a second, and y'all know why, but they have a shit ton of allocation money because they're an expansion team. If they were to go to Sporting KC and say, "Hey, what do you want for Gerso? How much allocation money is reasonable?" They suddenly then have a fast left winger who has a lot of experience in the league who can slot into an expansion side. That wouldn't be a bad fit for him. So I don't True. know. Keep but, an eye on that. Cause that'll be, uh, that'll be really interesting in the coming weeks. Yeah. So we'll see. But speaking of Austin FC and speaking of a player who this one, we do know for sure is not coming back. Matt Beasler. We talked about this as a possibility for a few weeks. He has officially signed with Austin FC. So it's, uh, it's going to be weird. I mean, he, he did this whole announcement video, in in the vein of Matthew McConaughey, who's an Austin owner, as as we all know. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on Beasler to Austin? Uh well, we already knew. We pretty much assumed. I mean, we we had no rumors saying such things, but we just kind of assumed, you know. Yeah. And I I'm I'm still gonna be sad just because you know that this man bleeds Kansas City in every way and had settled down and had a house and a family and kids and it's a whole thing but not you know and then you got peter in his interview saying statements like you know about uh, signing more people he said we're not done yet and i was like oh boy <laughs> too soon matt beezer <laughs> yeah from that ad that we all know that ad yeah for anyone that's lost there uh but yeah man i it's good for him you know hope he sees some playing time hope he sees hope he stays healthy yeah uh God, I hope they stay out of any – what, Austin gets some hurricane season every once in a while? Uh, I mean, maybe, but that's more Houston. Houston, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's going to be hot as shit. That's for one, but he's used <laughs> to that here in the summer. So Yeah. Did you uh, did you watch his little announcement video? That was I like, did not. I saw uh, – I think I saw the video but didn't listen to it. Oh, uh, it was like him driving his truck like he's Matthew McConaughey in a, like a, Lincoln? In a Lincoln. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, and he's was doing this. 
it was kind of funny. Like he's doing his McConaughey voice and he says, all right, all right, all right. At one point. And I mean, he, he leaned into it, but I mean, he's going to be a starter. I I have to imagine. I think so. And McConaughey is going to be there. I mean, he's going to be involved just as much as Will Ferrell was involved in LAFC, you know, (laughs) doing weird interviews at halftime of ESPN broadcasts. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he, they, <laughs> they talked about how like uh, Matthew McConaughey would talk with Will Ferrell. Like, how do I, how do I get in on? You know, what what, what do I need to know about owning a, an MLS club? Yeah. And Will Ferrell's probably just like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, no. He's like, I just show up on ESPN and yeah. my family eats corn behind me, and we do a joke that people don't get, and then we I move just on. show up and be myself. No yeah. big deal. Just watch I mean, a game. It's literally, it's just like Taylor Twelman interviewing Will Ferrell, just being a character, and that's pretty much the extent of his involvement. It seems. Yeah, pretty much. But I don't know. It's like part of me is like I want bees to do well and then part of me is like oh yeah I forgot Anthony Precourt is the owner of Austin FC and I strongly dislike him and I don't want them to succeed that's true but you know McConaughey will be like you know as they keep signing players as the years go on he'll he'll keep getting older but the players stay the same age you know (laughs) you know that you know that line at all no I yeah okay you don't know that I, I I remember it but I don't I couldn't place it is that not Days and Confused where he's talking about the, the ladies stay the same age Man, as he gets older? Probably. I haven't seen. I've seen that one time, maybe. Okay. I knew it was a McConaughey line, but I couldn't have placed it. Yeah. See, it, oh. was, it wasn't my best reference, really. But, uh, <laughs> you know, try, I tried. It was, there was an effort. An attempt was yeah. made. It's yeah. So, I mean, good, good for Beasler. But, I mean, that's a little... I mean, that's why I, I'm totally speculating on Gerso. But, like, that's why I was kind of thinking expansion teams, they have that money. They overpay for players sometimes. There's the Beasler connection, the Josh Wolf SKC connection. Who knows? But I could see it as, as a, a fit, if you will. But like you said, this team is not done. Um, Peter Vermees said, we're not done yet. There are still a few players in positions that we're looking at. We have to be very strategic in that. And we kind of have to have a pecking order in terms of what we're looking for first. I won't comment on specific players but we'll be very patient and we won't settle for a player. We want to make sure we get the right fit for how we think that player would fit into the team. So, I mean, that leads me to say that there are more players probably coming, but we don't really know. Probably. And, and the player market, he kind of spoke about the player market too, that it's just completely changed right now. I mean, mm-hmm. it's always a different situation anyways, depending on who the person is, but it's just, uh, you know, getting people to, come overseas and stuff in the middle of this pandemic isn't necessarily the easiest thing I could imagine. Yeah. Well, and I think he says that the market still wants to like, and I get it. Teams still want to get value for their players that were sort of pre pandemic value. And he's kind of saying like, look, the money's not there. You're not going to get $10 million for a player. If that was his valuation before the pandemic, you might be, he, I mean, who knows $7 million now, whatever the hit is that, but he's yeah. basically like, the transfer market's a little tough right now so but he did also say that you know he's like we haven't we're not rebuilding but he called it sort of like a retooling of the roster and he goes I do think we have a much younger group than we've probably had in the past and he says you know they're still in that transition phase trying to make you know their play in the team consistent but basically talking about you know we're we're trying to help them be professionals and we're trying to build a roster that helps with that but at the same time puts a uh a team on the field where, where we can compete. So, I mean, I don't, I don't really know what to expect from that. Like, I don't know if that's his coded way of saying we're going to compete for the playoffs, but don't expect us to be a first place team next year because we're going to have a lot of younger guys who are learning how to play. Yeah. It's like he set himself up for an excuse already. You know what I mean? It's like, come on, man, we're not even in preseason yet. And you're already looking for an out in case the team doesn't happen to do all that well. Yeah. I mean, basically, and it, and it kind of, I mean, we don't know when the season's going to start yet. We don't know what other signings are going to come. He might Remy, be a genius. I mean, if we, <laughs> if we lose in the playoffs, he's like, well, I told you back in January. <laughs> yeah. Or he we could be setting team. himself up for, you know, we're, we're grooming these young players to become real professionals and then setting them up for higher valuations in the transfer market. Yeah. So there you go. I don't know, but I mean, that, that leads me to believe that we're going to see more Abuzio. We're going to see more Cam Duke. We're going to see more of these younger guys who, who knows, Graham Smith, if he still counts as a younger guy, Jalen Lindsay, 
you know, Tyler Freeman. Um, is he still around? I think so. That's a, yeah, that's a name we didn't really get to hear at all last year, but the dude can ball. Yeah. So we'll see. But sounds like we might get some hashtag play the kids moments for next Uh-oh. year. Those we'll are see. those are uh, nauseating. <laughs> <laughs> those are those come often. Yeah. So let's see here. We got some questions that I want to go through. Uh, you know, Daniel Gooden asked current starting eleven predictions. I don't know that we can even give a current starting eleven prediction because I don't think this roster is finalized. Yeah, it's interesting. We we don't really know. Uh, I mean, there could be a lot more movement. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I, I don't. I hate to do that. I, I think I could pick a couple that are going to absolutely be there. How about you put the big chief in goal? All right. Is that a safe pick? <laughs> big Tim Milia, is that I, safe? I'm going to say Tim Milia will be in goal. I mean, okay. So Tim Milia will be in goal. Alan Polito will be at striker. And then the starting wingers will probably be Kyrie Shelton and Johnny Russell. Like I would wow, say that. You're slotting Kyrie in there. You don't. Okay. I mean, for now there's nobody else. It's Daniel. I would, <laughs> I, I love him. I love him. I wish I could see him on the field, but yeah. gosh, we just didn't see enough of him last year. Yeah. I, I would put Johnny in there for sure. And then yeah. I would think, uh, I don't know, man, they could bring in another winger to give Kyrie a, a run, especially if Gerso is not around. Yeah. I mean, Gadi Kinda probably is going to be in there. I would guess. Sure. And the, keep an eye on that Ilya situation. We don't know what's going to happen yeah. there with, uh, with Remy coming in. But I mean, outside Attitude. of that, Outside of that, left back, who really knows? Maybe Amadidia, you know, maybe uh, who knows what, what it'll be. I mean, center back, oh, yeah. we don't know. You were about to say Luis Martins, weren't you? I was about to say Luis Martins. But yeah. you couldn't think about it. I couldn't think about it either. <laughs> I was like, why did we both just forget his name? I almost said Felipe, and I was like, that's not it. And then, nope. yep, it's Luis Martins. Uh, I mean, that shows you where he is on the pecking order right it now. It sounds too much like Luis Marine. And do you remember him? Yeah, that was a disaster. That goalkeeper that like that was like our first year in Sporting Victors, man. You remember that? Yeah, that was that was the year that Melia became Melia. Because yeah. Melia was was the 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 pool keeper the year before and had been signed as a backup and That's right. Luis Marine came from from Chile and he was supposed to be the the next big Sporting KC keeper. And I think it was a 4-4 draw in Houston, I want to say, where he it just had a shocker good. of a game. And that was the final straw. Because he wasn't good with his feet. And Peter likes his goalkeepers to play with their feet. And he just, they yeah. thought he was good. But we were, there you go. We were down something like 4-0 or 4-1, something in that game. And we came back and drew. And it's mostly because Benny got pissed and basically single-handedly took over that game. Oh, my God. I miss Benny so much. <laughs> I do. Yeah. He, Isn't he, he's, he's coaching now, right, for UCLA? I think he's yeah he's helping out that much yeah you know UCLA but sure it's you don't uh, like you don't like UCLA <laughs> I, no is that a rivalry oh yeah I didn't know yeah no there's a I mean yeah there's a long and storied history between USC and UCLA how far are the campuses like twelve miles oh really close then yeah so but That's technically cool. technically USC is actually closer to the Rose Bowl where UCLA plays football games than UCLA is so there's a a little bit of ribbing. We what, like to are, do there. are they even the same conference? Pac-12. Football exists oh, okay. outside I'm... of Alabama and the SEC, Dan. <laughs> I, I just know big, I know big 12 basketball and SEC football. And I'm like, those are the only two conferences really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there's a, there's a whole world outside of the SEC. Huh. <laughs> Although you wouldn't know from the national championship game. You wouldn't know because it's like Alabama, you might as well just slot them into one of those games and then, everyone else can play for those last three spots in the yeah. playoffs there. I heard, I think they said there have been, I heard this stat on the radio today. There have been 21, I think they said, college football playoff games, including national championships since the system came into place. Of those 21 games, 17 of those 21 games have been won by either Alabama, Clemson, or Ohio State. Wow. But so. more from Alabama, obviously. <laughs> more from Alabama, yes. They just th- their backups are could be starters anywhere else. You yeah. know what I mean? It's insane. Yeah. I don't. Their know big why. receiver gets hurt, and it's like they're yeah. fine. Except take him off the field when he's got a fucking broken ankle, and he's oh, supposed to be in the NFL. Jalen Waddle, yeah, like right, right. My God, don't ruin his career. I I gotta I gotta think that was part his decision too. Like he's yeah. an adult. But somebody's got to protect him there. Like, you sure. gotta, if you're a coach, you got to be like, 
I know you, I appreciate it. I know you want to do this. You have millions of dollars ahead of you. And but it's don't. also, it's not like he's a running back or a linebacker that's kind of dumb. You know, he's, <laughs> he has a brain I know. that he I can just, use. Heat of the moment stuff. I apologize you're, to all your linebackers <laughs> out there. <laughs> heat of the moment. You're already up by however many points Alabama was up by. I'd just be like, man, you did it. Like, this is great. Just, it was a close game for like 60 seconds. And then, uh, <laughs> shit went downhill i mean they they were trading touchdowns back and forth for like the first half a quarter right was like i was 14, like this game's going till midnight it's yeah. unbelievable and then it, and then alabama you know became turned alabama. it on man so turned it on devonta freeman and uh so that is what name? do you do or, no, uh, devonta smith smith yeah devonta freeman is the running back who was they uh, uh they call him the slim reaper yeah all right third wide receiver ever to win the heisman so that's right it's yes. pretty crazy. I'm glad I was able to get you on this conversation here. <laughs> Let's go back to some of these questions. Uh, Cody Slusser asks, you know, always interested in any transfer rumors uh, from the reasonable to the totally bizarre. I don't think we know any names outside of that one center back we mentioned last week. Yeah. I mean, but, what, 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 she wants to make shit up? Because I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll rumor some shit right now, man. Yeah, Me- Mesut Ozil wants to come to play in the U.S.? Yeah, Greg Berhalter is thinking about leaving U.S. Men's National Team. PV was thinking about stepping in. I don't know. Yeah, no, we I don't we don't know any specific rumors right now, uh, but we'll see. Tom Polito is definitely going back to Chivas. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> Not an April Fool's joke. Uh, Brendan M says, with Jerso seemingly out and only one signing so far this off season uh, in the midfield, are we in for a rough season if we don't pick it up on the signings? Um, I mean. I don't know if it's a rough season, but it's not going to be a first place season. Yeah, it's going to be difficult. Uh, I'll miss Jerso a lot, dude, if we don't get a deal done with him. Like he just, he really added a lot to our attack. Yeah. And our defense. I mean, the dude is just a little roadrunner and God, we always gave him crap for, you know, blasting, you know, missing easy shots or something like that. But yeah, gosh, he gave good service. He just put it in dangerous spots. Um We'll be we'll be in trouble on the wing, I think. No disrespect to Kyrie Shelton at all, but I think uh, for depth reasoning that he'd be nice to have. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens, but there is uh, a lot yet to come. I think from there, I don't think that's the last signing. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Garrett Alley asked, "What is the worst SKC kit of all time?" So I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm gonna wow. I, I'm gonna make a unilateral decision and say we can go back to the the Wizards days too. Uh, oh, okay, I I don't want to even don't even put the Wizards days in there. That's just that seems like a different time, and a lot of our listeners might not have even been fans back then. Okay, so then do you have uh, something you know that you're you're willing to say right off the bat that yeah this is probably the worst the worst sporting KC jersey? Well, I I I didn't necessarily. I, I, there's no worst. How about let's say that there is no worst. But I do have one that I didn't like as much as the others. What's that? Two, actually. Let me say two. That white one was different. Because if you the, sweat... Like reflections or, one? Yes, absolutely. It was tighter than others. Or maybe I just ate more pizza that year. But <laughs> if it got wet... Now it's a, now it's a doggone wet t-shirt contest. Okay? Yeah. You really had to wear something underneath. And then it makes it even tighter because you're double layer in there. Second one, though... It's got to be this year because it just didn't seem different. Yes, you were like, oh, look at this uh, little polka dot action we got going on. That's kind of neat. Oh, we got the same three stripes as every other team in the league. So I would put this year as my least favorite. And lo and behold, there was a pandemic and didn't really get to see that kit all that much. Yeah. Not even in person. <laughs> it's it's a bummer because I actually think this year's kit had the potential to be one of my favorites if they didn't had have to incorporate that weird three stripe shoulder template if it could have just been polka dot across the entire thing it could yeah. have sharp they handcuffed them man they but it did them. it did look a little weird i agree with you i mean the only other one that i could say really that i don't like that much and, and it's not even that i don't like it it's just it was the the very first year they were sporting they were just kind of the plain collared shirts that were sort of like the light blue and the you know sporting blue and, and the navy and but i mean that was cool though you could wear that to work yeah, I mean, it was like a polo shirt. So it's not yeah. bad. It's just like everything else has been relatively unique. I have sporting polos that I wear to work all the time. Yeah. And I wish I had that kit because I would absolutely wear it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good point. You could definitely wear it as as a kit. Uh, 
so let's let's see here um josh lazar's i could wear but it's got like a name on the back so i don't think i could wear it to work <laughs> josh lazar's uh just wanted to give him a shout out he sent us an email and he asked you know what do you think about the added year for roger and what do you ah. think about the statement about gerso uh we kind of already talked about that um as well as the recent news of Beesler being part of Austin. Uh, this one's an interesting question. Of all the teams we didn't get to play in 2020, which are you looking forward to the most? I mean, we only played like the same, what, 10 teams over and over and over. That's true. I, I got to tell you, I think, uh, you know, Austin doesn't count because we couldn't play them last year, but Austin just jumped to the top of my list this year, strictly yeah. for Beesler being down there. I'd love to see him try to take down Polito or something like that. But from last year, I, I miss that. I miss that Portland rivalry. Mm-hmm. I miss that. I miss the hatred that I have for Seattle. Yeah. Um, other than that, I, I, I don't, not, nothing else really comes to mind. Obviously I, I grew a new hatred for the Texas teams because we played them <laughs> a million times. Right. Still, still friendly rivalry with Minnesota. I don't hate Minnesota. What's no, that Minnesota's about? Minnesota's fine. Although they Why don't, don't have Kevin, them? they don't have Kevin Molino anymore. He went to Columbus. That's right. That's true. So, but the Texas teams, I'm like, I still hate them even more. Actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I agree with you. I think it's the West Coast teams I'm looking forward to. The, the LA teams. Uh, you know, we played yeah. San Jose in in the playoffs, but the the LA teams and the Cascadia teams. Who cares about Vancouver? But you really, always got to step up your game when you play those teams. Yeah. You know. And and really, they're, for the most part, the class of the West. And so if we want to, and, and that was the concern in 2020 is Sporting KC may have won the West, but we hadn't played LA Galaxy. Well, they weren't that great, but LAFC, Portland, Seattle, you know. It, True. We, we hadn't been tested. If I'm, so. if I'm fans of those clubs, that's my argument. I'm like, yo, forget Sporting. Like, what? They haven't played us. Right. Like, what the hell? Oh, glad you got a few wins over Colorado. Right. <laughs> So that would be something I would say. I mean, Miami, we didn't get a chance to play Miami. That'll be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. So we'll see. But we don't even know what the schedule is going to be like yet. Right. I miss, I miss you know, traveling to New York and, and seeing those stadiums and stuff. Red Bull Arena is always a cool place to go. And Yeah. So Yankee Stadium yeah. is whatever. It's Yankee Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. It'll be interesting, but we'll see. Who knows? We don't even know when uh, the season is starting. So we don't know that. We don't know who we're playing. So we'll see. Uh, you know, they said, uh, I think Peter in his interview said a start time of March 1st is what they're just going to assume. Like they're, they're training like it's going to be March 1st. I mean, that's a fair assumption. Sure. It's going to be there. And so they just want to be ready. Go right. Yeah. Uh, another question for Daniel Gooden. Now this is, did you catch any of the NFL playoff game that was on Nickelodeon? Did you see no, any of this? I, I heard about this though. It seems, sounds ridiculous. I watched it. I think more adults were watching it than kids, but it was pretty hilarious because it whenever actually, they, it was the actual game on Nickelodeon. Yeah. The actual game huh. with commentary and everything, they just had shenanigans happening. So it's like whenever somebody scored a touchdown, there was like slime that fell all over the end zone or whenever somebody was kicking like, a field like goal. Like CGI slime or yeah, CGI slime. Oh, okay. I'm getting <laughs> excited. I'm like, what? Like double dare? Did they answer the question they wrong? Did have, they did have a bucket <laughs> of real slime and they did slime uh, Sean Payton after the game when the saints won but it 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 was they would do CGI, real slime though? real slime like they they, they oh, had a bucket like of real slime and they dumped it on him after the saints nice. one instead of gatorade but uh That's they would crazy. have they would have cgi slime in the end zone whenever they were kicking a field goal uh, a giant spongebob would pop up between the two goal posts and just look ridiculous um that's neat dude and i know why they're doing that to get like more kids yeah interested in the game yeah they they had googly eyes on players on replays whenever there was a a a penalty flag a little young sheldon would pop up and he'd be like offsides is when the defensive player jumps off before the offensive player snaps the ball kind of like when your dad takes a bite of the dinner before it's ready on the table or something like that you said young sheldon yeah young sheldon he's not on nickelodeon he's a viacom character Oh, CBS is, is with, Nickelodeon. with Nickelodeon. I gotcha. Yeah. So okay. they, they had this whole thing and it was, and, they, and the commentary was like very casual. They had like a Nickelodeon star who was on there with uh, Nate Burleson and an actual sports commentator. And they I'm just surprised John thing. Cena wasn't there because he has hosted like the 
kids choice awards for like many years <laughs> yeah and then uh so i don't know it was just it was kind of a i watched it and i was like this is you know this is a fun little thing they're doing i don't hate that uh, except beforehand you probably have to tell your players no lewd celebrations when you score a touchdown well funny you say that because there was a ref who had the mic on he was explaining a penalty and you just hear broadcast over nickelodeon the player go what the fuck and did the, he really yeah the announcers <laughs> like paused and they're like what do we do and like one of them, I think, said real quick, like, well, he didn't agree with the call, but we'll move on. Oh, and like, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so that, it, the Kids, that starts with the letter F. Yeah. <laughs> but what anyway, the reason I ask is because Daniel Gooden said, would you watch a game on Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network for Sporting Kansas City if MLS did something like this? I mean, I'm I'm not against that at all. It, it, I don't it, know. I love I watch cartoons all the time. I'd love it. It was a pretty good little presentation package they had. And it was it was yeah. it was unique. And like would I want to watch an entire season of football on Nickelodeon? Probably not, but it was fun. Yeah, I mean I think if, if sporting's on there, like one game or something or every other yeah. month, like I I'd probably check that out. Well, and think about all the little kids who are involved in youth soccer throughout the region. You know, like imagine you could say like, hey, you want to watch a sporting game, except it's going to be on Nickelodeon. And every time there's a shot, there's going to be like laser shooting or there's going to be slime places. And yeah. it just, yeah. All you have to do, uh, wa- look, watch, look for Dory and Diego. You know, it's it's going to be, not Dory, Dora. Dora. Is that it? Yeah. yeah. Great movie, by the way. There was a real life movie, Dora the Explorer. It's yeah. really good. I've never even that. seen the cartoon it. it's great i have i haven't seen it but i've heard it's actually pretty good yeah so anyway yeah just i mean look if they could come to some sort of deal and, and do something like that i'd be all for it i think it'd be cool yeah so that's awesome i do want to talk a little bit of casey nwsl before we we sign off uh that's we got right. a couple questions uh cody it's... slusser asked is no other pod going to cover casey woso as well as skc that's the plan as well as or what you mean like like i think in addition to oh in addition i mean yeah we we do want to talk about it we always say we want to talk more about skc2 as well but i just i never find time to watch the games but i do want to attend and view the women's soccer games i think i'm gonna have a better time watching kc woso than i will skc2 the thing with skc2 is it's just so hard because there's so much turnover year over year a lot of times and yeah They've stated so many times that the goal is not to have a winning team so much as it is to prepare them for SKC and winning hopefully is a byproduct of that. But well, clearly let's rephrase his question. Will, will we be able to cover it as well as we do for SKC? You know, well, you know, it's gonna be tough. we're going to, we're going to try. Um, we're going to stay primarily a sporting KC podcast. That's what we started as. And, and I think that, you know, we haven't explicitly talked about this with each other, but I think the plan is to stay a primarily a sporting KC podcast, but yeah. slash football slash wrestling, slash slash whatever, <laughs> but we are going to talk. I mean, look, I'm going to try to watch their games. I want to go to games. We're going to talk man. about it when there's big news that happens. We're going to talk about, they just released their first crest for the year. And, and, you know, it's a temporary crest. We don't know what the name's going to be. They might not announce a full-time name yet. I don't know, but they might not do it till next year. I mean, they were, there's been comments that they've left on Twitter saying that they'll uh, this year, you can just call us Kansas city or KC women's soccer. You know, I think yeah. they're going to really take a year to release that. Yeah. And that's sort of becoming like the Washington football team did it. Cleveland baseball team might do that. That's becoming more accepted, but we're going to try our best to, to cover Is them. We want to accepted. <laughs> well, you know, it depends on your definition of accepted, <laughs> uh, but we're going to try our best. I think to cover them as, as, as best as we can and, and help bring them success. I'll be there, man. I'd like to, if, if we're able to go to games, I, I want to go. So, yeah, we did have a question from Sam Gleason. He says, why can't the new women's soccer team just be brought under the same name as sporting clubs in the EPL have men's and women's clubs under the same name. So why not unify? That's a, uh, that's a question for sporting, I guess. And the reason is because they're not the same organization. It's an ownership thing there. And, you know, it is what it is. I, I think that would have been really cool, but uh, you know, doing their own thing. I, I also dig that. Here's, here's what I would say, I guess, as, as a devil's advocate to that point, Ooh. Uh, I want Casey and WSL to get all the respect that they deserve. And I don't want them to be second fiddle to sporting Casey. And my fear would be if they were bought by sporting Kansas city, 
without a, a, an explicit and serious commitment by Sporting KC, I wouldn't want them to just become an afterthought. Um, and, and my fear is that so much of the focus would continue to be on Sporting KC that that KC Woso would would become an afterthought. And so I'm excited that they have their own unique ownership group. Hopefully they can get their own um, soccer-specific stadium one day. We're, they're going to play in the T-Bones Park for now. Maybe they'll be able to retrofit that and it'll be really cool. But I don't know. I just – I think – they deserve to have as much resources poured into them as possible. And, and, and for whatever reason, as things stand now, I don't think that would have happened if they were unified with sport and Casey. Yeah, for sure. But this, uh, this crest, if you, if y'all haven't seen it, go check out Casey Woso on Twitter. We retweeted it. It's kind of, it's almost Chicago red stars colors with some Navy blue in there. A little bit. And it's got, you know, the three stripes kind of reminds me of, you know, women's, or the USWNT or something, you know, it seems very American. Yeah, they got the two stars from when FC Kansas City won the the NWSL championships. So they're bringing those with them. Um, the website centered around the club's commitment to play, quote, for Kansas City, which is similar to the for, for glory for city thing that Sporting KC did before. But I don't know, they just seem very committed to the community and in this identity of Kansas city. And so it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And there's, there's rumors um, that I think uh, Mike Kuhn uh, at down the byline on Twitter, he had been doing a little snooping, saw some patents and one up, up I don't know if he determined who have these patents, but there was a patent under the name fountain city United Whoa! I don't know about the United part necessarily, but Fountain City is kind of a cool thing that can sort of play off of the FC. But like I, you know, I kind of like Fountain City as as a soccer team name. Yeah. So, who knows? Maybe Fountain City is in the future as part of the branding of Casey Woso. So, Sounds, we'll see. Yeah. That that'd be interesting to keep uh, to 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 see when when that happens. But. But yeah, like you said, we'll try to be there and it'll, uh, it'll be good. So that's about all I have for SKC and, uh, and KC NWSL. I, you know, there's some other signings and trades and whatnot going around MLS, but you know, nothing blockbuster per se. So I don't know. That's, that's probably all I got for now. Do you have anything else you want to talk about for the good oh, people? Nothing, uh, you always ask me one of these days I will, you know, I got, <laughs> I got nothing, man. Hope yeah. everyone's doing well. And, uh, I miss everybody. So yeah, we all want to feeling, get, I'm there. in my feels today. I don't know why. Yeah, no, that's okay. Uh, you know, we all get there, but hopefully we'll be able to get through this. Um, there's people yeah. listening right now. It's like, what are you talking about? I see my grandma all the time. It's like, stop. You're going to kill your grandma. <laughs> stop it. <Yeah. laughs> well, hopefully we'll, we'll, uh, we'll be able to get through this and, and hopefully there's a light at the end of the tunnel. So, so we'll shoot see. me up already, man. I'm priming my veins. Get me juice me up. <laughs> uh, one way to get juiced up is if you sit on your hello tushy bidet. Ooh, did that? you see, <laughs> did you see we got tagged in, uh, Oh my God, his name is escaping me right now. Oh, we got tagged in the bidet post, man. In the bidet post? From how long ago? Let's see here. I'm trying to figure uh, it out. Long, yeah, it wasn't long ago. I commented. You you berated me for standing oh, while wiping. that one. That po- Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, I'm like, I, I get it. Maybe Chad, I'm still drip drying. You're, you know? you're talking about Chad. I think so. When he was like sitting, I'm not a monster like Dan. No, Puser. not Chad. Not no. We got tagged. Uh, God, God damn it! I hate you. Fucking he, <laughs> he he set it up, man. He bought his bidet and it was a picture of his bamboo uh, knobs. It was awesome. Oh, I don't think. Okay, maybe this is the one that I couldn't see because it was private. Private. You I don't... couldn't. There was one that you responded to, and I was like, I don't know what's happening here. Oh no! Is that Eric uh, Pageler, right? Yeah, he's 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 got a protected account. Well, what you don't you don't follow him? Apparently not. So I didn't know what was going on there. But well, I'm glad he Eric, bought one. I, I apologize for Jimmy Eric. He really <laughs> ought to follow you. That's that's bush league. <laughs> that's <laughs> no, but that dude bidets. Go on with your bidet spiel because it's. I mean, tell me you don't want to poop three times a day just so you can use it three times a day. Hello, tushy.com slash no other ten percent off. 
automatically apply a discount and right. it will make your bum feel better. So and even if they're already running a 10% off sale, go do ours. Cause ours is like a better 10% off. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it does. It does help us out and show them that like, Hey, we got, we got listeners and maybe they'll, they'll, if, if we can do that, then maybe one day they'll, I don't know, give us a better discount, do something else for us, you know, help and, our listeners out a little bit more. Who knows? True. And really we just, we pour it back into this podcast for the services we use yeah. annually. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So there you it's, go. Uh, you know, check it out. I got mine set up. I love it. It's great. And, uh, and yeah, it, it saves you money on toilet paper. And that is a great thing. It so. does. It, it's just a, it's car wash, man. It feels good. <laughs> you know, it's an ass blast and it's uh, it's amazing. <laughs> just, uh, and you don't have to worry about sitting or standing wiping. So yeah, you know, we'll see. But uh, check that out, hellotushy.com slash no other. And uh, make sure you also leave us that five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at no other pod, at Dan Kuzer, at JCMax03. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash no other pod. Or shoot us an email like Joshua Zars did, no other pod at gmail.com. So until next week, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch you all later. See ya. Roll Tide! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.